This is the Chorbeer Chats podcast with your host, Laurel Eisbart. Okay, I am so excited for this one. Today's guest is a wife, a mom, a craftswoman, and a creativity chaser. She is the definition of organized chaos, which is very relatable. Uh, she creates cedar mountain pieces and mosaics. Mosaics. Mosaics? Mosaic? Is this my first time speaking English? Mosaics. <laughs> and she also plays with chalk art, window painting, and calligraphy. Danny von Schweetz, everyone. She is the founder and Woo! solopreneur preneur of North Soul Studios in Prince George, BC. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. How are you? Thank you. you. I'm stoked to be here. I'm living my best life. This is so fun. I'm so grateful to be like on this new journey with you. It is a journey and it is new. And I am also grateful that you are on it with me. Um, Yeah, you did not give any hesitation when I messaged you like, um, hey, you wanna <laughs> wanna be on it? Um, yeah. For for context, we have met once. We will get into that more later. Um, but yes, so fun. So I um, wanted to first jump in with the von Schweetz. We're just gonna get mm. right into that. Now, okay. is that um, is that Dutch? Is it Swedish? <laughs> like, where where is this? Is it your like partner's side? It is, Tell me more. It's Disney, actually. It's Disney. Mm-hmm. I have been asked if it is Dutch um, or what my background is. It is Disney. It is my creative alter ego. So I love that. Yeah, you know what? When I like when I started North Soul Studios, I needed to create a little bit of like distance between myself and my art, and that's where the alter ego came in. It was like my Sasha Fierce you know right when you're creating art I think that you're going to be successful more successful if you're vulnerable right it's like the parts of that that yeah yeah and it's hard to be vulnerable when you feel like you've been the same person for like 36 years so if I create some like distance between that person it just allows me more space to be vulnerable or like explore the places that I normally wouldn't if I was Myself. That your 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 true self might hold you back somehow yeah. from. So your alter ego. Okay, so it's more uh, in that department than say like you're wanting more privacy. Like you're not wanting to share your last name so much, or is it maybe a bit of both? Um, perhaps a little bit you, of both. You do have a quite a following on social media, so I think that would be understandable. If that yeah, was... no, I think it it is feeling like you have a little bit of feeling of being anonymous is helpful for sure. But it's also, it's more of a case of just allowing myself to step into somebody else. I think that the parts of us that we typically try to hide the most are the parts that people will connect with the most. Those are the parts. That's so true. Right. Have you watched Stutz, the documentary on Netflix? I have not yet, but I have only heard good things and it's on my like crazy list. Yeah. Is it really good? It is really good. It's, it feels like you're in a therapy session. Like it gives you so many great tools and he talks about that. Like the shadow is the part, he calls it the shadow is the part of us that we hide, but really it's the part of us that we need to include the most so that we can become whole and connect with people. And I think that having like this alter ego that a lot of like musicians do have, and I'm sure a lot of Mm -hmm. artists do have too, 
allows you to like fully embrace the wholeness of who you are and put yourself into your art and online with your community without feeling in some sort of weird way, like you're getting too personal. Wow. That is really you know, cool. It's, it's from Wreck-It Ralph. Like you know what? Yeah. And you know what? Um, just for the listeners, I was kind of playing silly buggers because I did know the answer to that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I really like that. And now I feel like I need an alter ego. Um, so I'm going to start brainstorming that. Um, if you're listening and you can think of something for me, like send it in on the chat line. I would love to know um, Ooh, what my alter ego like would Farmer be. Like Farmer Yumi I, or something along those lines. Farmer Yumi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my God. The fact that we both know what that is. Like we are in the same um, yeah, phase of life. Like how old? You have two kids. Yes. How old are your kids? Four and nine. How, Four and nine. Okay. So Farmer Yumi is a strong presence. Yep. yep. Uh, that's Paw Patrol for anyone yep. that um, is unfamiliar. Um, yep. Okay. So I wanted to jump like on the topic of backstories. I wanted to kind of just like break the ice with a little fun game for you. And I just want to test like a trivia. Um, um, I love games. Yes, did mention that. like a, a little drinky poo first? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You know what, guys? This <sighs> It wouldn't be Chorbeer Chats without the uh, Chorbeer. Uh, for reference, for everyone listening, it is currently 1.30 p.m. in Ontario. And for Danny, it is 10.30. So I told her, I'm like, you know what? We don't have to do the, the Chorbeer. It can be a Chor coffee because Chorbeers is more than just the actual drink. It's like the feeling, okay? But she was like, no, yeah, girl, I got a mimosa. Vibe. So she's got well, a mimosa you pouring. Know what, Champagne is always acceptable. Like I felt like a beer at 1030 was pushing it, but champagne yeah. is always socially accept- um, acceptable. Plus we're celebrating. So You're cheers. right. Cheers. Thank cheers you. to you. Um, and mine is actually a mimosa beer because it's the closest thing I had to a mimosa, but it felt, it felt right. So. Okay. So you mentioned celebrities having alter egos. Clearly Sasha Fierce. We all know Sasha Fierce. Okay. If you don't, Go home, do your research. Okay, that's on you. Now I'm yeah, gonna just list a few. Yeah. You're not welcome. I'm sorry, you cannot sit with us. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just gonna list a couple um, alter egos, and you have to guess who they are. Oh, okay, who, who the celebrity is? Okay. I'm gonna start very, very easy. <laughs> Slim Shady. Okay. Do you know who Slim Shady oh, is? Oh, one of my. He's one of my favorite artists, actually. Eminem. Yeah. Okay. Marshall Mathers. Duh. I, yeah, I mean, that's, yes. that's funny. There's like so like an many. Alter ego answered with an alter ego. Yeah. That's true. It's like inception of, yeah, wow, I wasn't ready for that. Um, This one, Hannah Montana. Mm. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. Um, The Fresh Prince. Will Smith. Yes, thank you. Um, Mimi. Ooh, I don't know that one. I know. It's getting progressively more difficult. It's Mariah Carey. Oh, oh I know, but she, but she's a little irrelevant. No offense, Mimi, if you're listening, you're a little irrelevant. So like, oh. I don't blame you for not knowing that. I did have to Google this list. Okay. Um, this one, this one, um, Chris Gaines. Do you know who Chris Gaines is? No. It's a tough one. Okay. Do you remember? I don't even know when this was. I want to say like 2000, late 2000s. Oh, I wish I had the year in front of me. Um, that Garth Brooks released an album and it was like a weird oh my gosh yes Mm -hmm. so it's like a rock pop album yeah and it was like emo hair and it was chris Gaines. and i actually do think it came from like it was a character in a movie he was supposed to play in the movie never came out so then it was just like really confusing in pop culture because it was like 
Garth, homie, what are you doing? Um, Anyway, okay, yeah. So you did pretty well with my list. I think that was a good icebreaker. Um, (laughs) So I want to uh, do a little more of a intro on your business. We talked about a few things that you do. Um, I had no idea. Like, all of your woodworking, it's unreal. But then like around Thank Christmas you. time, you started you started um, just like drawing art on windows. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what else can you do? So, okay. So how, where did, when did North Soul Studios begin? When did this happen for you? When did it start? Well, North Soul Studios came to be six years ago. And um, it, it, it really wasn't what it is today. Like it, it really took me quite a while to find my lane, um, which is so important. Just like side note, I think if you're starting out, you need to really allow yourself space and grace to find where you belong because there's, there's a lane for everybody. Um, and it really did take me a while to find my lane. Um, like when I started out, I was like painting mason jars and making growth charts. And then eventually I got a miter saw And things started taking off. And then the window painting just um, last Christmas, it was really fun for me because it was just a different avenue. Like, you know, you can get burnt out, even though we love what we do, there's obviously still burnout. And um, it was just a different creative avenue to re-spark something within me and also different revenue stream too, which was fun. Diversifying. That's a big thing, you know? Yeah. Because, and you get uh, not bored. I don't even want to say complacent, but yeah, like you sometimes, and I don't just mean artistically, I think just in general, maybe more entrepreneurial, I guess you, if you stay in the same lane for a certain time, yes, you, you miss a spark. You need to shake things up to kind of get that inspiration back. So yeah, you're so talented and you've, you've had your, our saw, what Christmas movie was your work in? What was that? Oh, a great North Christmas. Yeah, my art made it in there for like a whole 16 seconds. And it's in like the very end scene. So like me and my family were watching it literally (laughs) throughout the whole movie. And then in the end, it's in the background and we were freaking out. It was so exciting. Like at the end when the credits rolled, you see North Soul. Like so important to celebrate those those moments, right? I think we often take time. Hopefully you take time when you know you're in grieving and you feel like you need to hibernate or settle in or shut in and then we have these really great things like you and this podcast and I think it's really important to like take a beat and just celebrate right it's true yeah because we can get going so fast with things that it's well I'm kind of speaking personally you me me, I go so fast just barreling into everything head first that uh you know yes it's easy to feel like what's next what's next next? yeah and like oh I haven't gotten anything accomplished but it's like girl girl take a minute like stop you're out of control. Yeah. Just take a yeah. break, a breather and like, look at what you've done. So that is so yeah. cool. And you've, um, you've also had, uh, one of your pieces and chalk art as well in Lululemon. Yeah. I worked with Lululemon. Um, they have, um, they requested a, a mountain piece in their store. So I created a mountain piece for them and then they put up a big chalkboard in their store. So I ended up working with them for, I think like two years. They were a great company to work with. That's awesome. I want to know more. Like what, so what do you feel your biggest accomplishment with your business has been? Or is it like a changing thing? It is a changing thing. I would, honestly, my biggest, biggest accomplishment has probably been something so much bigger than one single project, like 
creating North Soul came at a time of my life when I just didn't really give a shit anymore. Like I had done everything that they said I was supposed to do, you know, like even an option of being an artist in high school that, especially in that time, you know, like I'm a senior millennial. So especially (laughs) at that time, it wasn't really offered, you know, it wasn't encouraged to be like a quote unquote starving artist at the time. Right. And then eventually, you know, when I was in like my later 20s, I was like, man, I did all this stuff. I, I was, I was actually like engaged to a different man. I, you know, had a house. I um, was an esthetician and I was totally unfulfilled. So yeah. So um, the relationship I was in was not healthy and it hit an abusive standpoint and I ended up leaving And during that time, it just ripped me open. I just didn't care anymore about pleasing other people because it wasn't serving me. Um, Right. And so I actually met Steve, my husband now. And it's so true what they say, you know, how like you are the sum of the five people that are around you most. That was the case. Like my girlfriends were lifting me up. They were super supportive. And Steve was like, what are you doing? Like, you should do something that speaks to your soul, like something that's fulfilling to you. Yes. And so because you have all these like positive voices in your head, yeah, because you have these positive uh, voices in your head, naturally you begin to have more positive self-talk too, right? Right. More confidence that maybe I can. Yeah. 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 Like why not? Like, so what if I fail? Because I tried it the way that everyone told me to try it and that didn't work out. So I might as well do something I actually like to do. And Yeah. And I do hope that that's sort of, I don't know. I mean, I want to say that that's sort of changing in society now for younger generations. Cause I think, I can't remember if we discovered, are we like similarly aged? I think like very, very close. Aren't we without outing ourselves? Oh, I'm I'm 32. So I'm from a different generation. No, I'm still, I'm technically an elder millennial as well. Um, but still same vibe. So it was like, um, art, art, that kind of thing. It was, you know, not something that, um, oh, you're not going to get paid. That's not a good job. You need to be like a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher. Like everyone pushed teachers so hard. Okay. Um, and Mm -hmm. you, you grow up kind of, I mean, me anyway, well, most people, I think, I think in high school and everything, you kind of have that pressure of, okay, I need to find a good job. It's never, it's not like, Oh, what do I like doing? What am I good at? You know, you don't know at that time also, like some people do, some people do. I think there is like a shift happening right now where people are looking towards something that is more fulfilling and not just a nine to fiver because we work a lot more than nine to five. Like having this entrepreneurial mindset is such a blessing and a curse. And yes, I mean, that's what led us to meet each other. That's how hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's totally different. So when you're working a nine to five and you're just so unfulfilled and now I'm working a 24, seven, three, six, five, but I'm mm. loving it. Like it's <laughs> yeah. my choice. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd I love a lunch break. Every night, but I'm fine. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> They're happy tears, right? Yeah. Uh, it's different though, because yes, I am more fulfilled, but I, I think it's something that you, you have to find uh, your own way, but it is important 
to have, be surrounded by people who give you space to do that. Like yeah. you obviously found, um, cause otherwise if you're in like a toxic relationship or you have negative kind of vibes everywhere, you're not getting those voices talking to you to like lift you up. They're more like self-doubt, like mm, that's a bad idea. Why would you do that? Or think about how this could happen. I'm kind of in this, uh, a similar epiphany as you as, as the, the fuck it, like just stopped giving a shit. Um, and that, uh, that is also, I think the trigger, the catalyst for me, um, starting all the shit that I've started. Um, because I just like, I don't know what it, exactly it was. I think it was having kids that shifted it for me Yeah. because I started thinking, oh my God, like these kids, I don't want to ruin you. I don't want to traumatize you. Like, you know, we're going to traumatize mm. our children, but I would like to like in the yeah. most minimal way possible. That. Yeah. So in I'm like, how can I, I know how I want to traumatize exactly. my children? A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like what I need to be, I need to, if I want them to live a certain way, like I need to also do that. Like, and it's kind of sad that, you know, it it took having kids to think, oh, I need to, I need to give myself more grace and take care of myself. Like I'm, I'm important now that I have kids. Like I should have been important before, but it was something that Mm -hmm. uh, it just made me be like, okay, well, okay, we'll talk the talk then. So I was like, fuck it. And just, yeah. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. So I was like, let's do whatever I want to, to make me happy. Cause happy mom is the best kind of mom, you know, if you can, <laughs> if you can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, also like, do you have, um, what genders are your children? I have a, my, my son is two and a half and my daughter is four, four. So boy and girl. Yes. Okay. So Zoe, when she was born, so she's nine now, but when she was born, that was a huge eye opener for me more so than like what I knew it was magnified when I had Zoe, because I felt like being a female, I was so aware and and having crews as well. um, Later, I really was so aware of like the shackles that genders can put on us. And I'm like, you know, if, if I can like show Zoe that I can work with saws and I'm putting myself out there and I'm working hard, which side note um, can also make you feel so guilty as a mother. I always yep. try to like twist that into like when she's older, she will truly appreciate those days that I wasn't with her um, because I was working on my dream and I was working on helping our family and, and, in terms of Cruz, like him seeing his dad supporting me with doing something that was out of the norm was really important to me. Like I wanted them to see a different face of an entrepreneur woodworker. That's important. Yes. And I have chills because that's literally, I, this is why we, um, vibed. And we didn't talk about this when we did click, but this is it. We just knew. Um, cause that's exactly also my case. And so I had my daughter first, yeah. So your daughter is the older one? Yeah. Yeah. So I had my daughter first and I was like, holy fuck. Um, the world is a dumpster fire and um, mm. I am not letting – I am going to arm her with the the weapons she needs to protect herself and to just forage her way through life. Um, and I am not allowing the perpetuation of the traditional – gender roles yeah. to it, it like I I think about all of it I'm so hyper aware with her yeah like to the point to, to the point I overthink it so much that I'm just like uh, you know she's in school now this she just started JK this year so she comes home with all these new things right mm. um 
I've always made it an effort to, I'm not just going to give her the pink thing. Uh, you can choose the color. Like I'm not going to yeah. force my shit because my brain thinks, oh, girl, pink is girl, blue is boy. So like between my son and my daughter, you pick the color, but she'll come home from school. Obviously you cannot control the environment. And that's what I'm kind of struggling with at this age. Yeah. And, you know, she comes home and now, now my brain is going, okay, now I'm offering her a choice of the colored cups and she's picking pink. And is that because at school, you know, uh, other people are other kids and the teachers, are they pushing the pink? And that sounds so dumb, but, it, and it's not like life shattering, but that's just something I think about as a mom of a girl yeah. is I just don't, I don't want I her don't, to be it's not dumb. It, it like trapped right in, in a box. I think that's yes, just like, being aware. And even yeah you know, the fact that like you're a farmer, I'm working with saws, the fact that you even have this podcast, Laurel, like, I think it's, I think it's something like 25% of podcast hosts are female. So here you are, like, yeah, like, so you're in a small percentage of female podcast hosts. So even just putting yourself out there like that, you're just showing your, your children and my children, different faces, different faces of success. And that's yes. important so they can see um, themselves potentially. Yes. No, it, it is true. Um, I just, yeah, I've just become so hyper aware. And it's like you said about the box. It is totally fine. If you're listening, you're like, well, my daughter likes pink. There's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with pink. I'm just saying what, what, what the issue with that is being forced into the box. I want her to be able to choose. Yeah. And instead of like being molded to like, oh, well, this is where I go because I'm a girl. Yeah. So I, I have to do well, this. So I'm too, just. Like, that leads to feelings of, especially in the career choices that we've made, feelings of like anxiety and imposter syndrome. You know, you have totally. these thoughts that are. You question if you deserve your accolades. You question if you deserve to be there. And I think a lot of that um, isn't necessarily individual. It's something cultural, why we get something like imposter syndrome. You're totally right. Because as much as, you know, you try to normalize it and talk about it, like it's, this is how I was raised. Like this is the society I grew up in. So it's like, you you know, you fight to smash that, but it's like, it's, in my DNA now that like it is the foundation of me is this, this is what in that sounds unbelievable. Right. Some people are like, yeah, right. That's not real. It's 2023. You know what? It is real. Um, and you know, it's just something I am going to fight to the death to, to, um, uh, you know, try to lessen that with my, with my daughter. They were not put there with our permission. A lot of those ideas that are within us, they're really deep rooted. They're there from when we were right. Like from when we were little girls. And like you said, you would wear, um, a pink dress or be told not to get dirty. And did you know, um, like imposter syndrome originally was actually only even assigned to women. Imposter syndrome, when it was first created, they actually didn't even think that men had imposter syndrome. It was just assigned I, to I women. I didn't know that, but that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So yeah, it's interesting. There's definitely like a long, um, there's like a seed that's planted there within us that does make you potentially hyper aware of those situations. And especially when sometimes like sexism can be dropped pretty casually then yeah. it seems like, am I overthinking this? Am I overreacting? Yeah. But those are the, I think like the little subtle differences that'll change things for, um, for our children is, is kind of being yeah. hyper aware and speaking up about it because a lot of men 
because it is so casual, a lot of them just don't realize they're doing it. It, and because they, that's just normal. That's just what their dad did. That's what their friends do. Like it's the same way. Exactly. Like it's not even maybe maliciously intended, but that's just how they were taught and shown. So I'm now not only hyper aware with my son, I'm also, I mean, sorry, with my daughter, I'm also looking at like, okay, from his side, like I need to show him. Yes like toxic masculinity. We're going to nip that in the bud. Um, we are mm. going to treat women as equals. And like, I'm, I'm most worried about, <laughs> I'm most worried about when he goes to school and that kind of influence. Cause I, I feel like boys, you know, you know, not everyone wants to, not everyone thinks the way you and I think with raising our kids in that way. So it's like, again, you can't control the environment. So you can only do, you can only try to raise them to, I don't know. Recognize it. I'm not going to do that. So I don't know. It's, it's tough. That's a whole can of worms. If you, it is. And I think too, if you think of, if if you think of the problem in terms of like culturally and societal, then it can feel really overwhelming. But if you Mm -hmm. just hold it into your household, like, Hey, I'm going to hone it in and just like show my daughter that you are laboring your, your cattle. (laughs) Farmer Yumi's over here, you know, (laughs) taking care of her farm. And she's hosting a podcast and mom's going to go into the shop with some saws. Well, that may not like shift the entire, um, you know, culture, but it's a start. Like it's, and it's a, it's it's a building block. Why it's a building block. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Because you're right. You cannot control the environment. This is great advice. You're getting me all fired up because yes, that's what, this is good for me. Fired up. Just all you can do is focus on what you can control. And like, no, I can't control my kids. That's no, my kids are out of control for sure. Like raccoons. Mm. Um, But I mean, like I can control how my kids are raised in my home. And then you just hope that that little foundation block you've built with them, you know, they have other friends one day that also have a little brick and we're going to go full metaphor here and they're just going to build like Do a it. fun little wall. And then the wall, I, I the wall sounds, uh, not, that's not where ter- I want to yeah, go. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's not a wall. They're build building the, <laughs> the metaphors going south. I fucked up. Um, um, we're going to build a wall and keep all the boys out. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean, okay? So the bricks, they're putting it together to create one, possibly possibly with all of those little bricks, there will be a shift mm. and in like the culture in the future. And in the bricks. Like we're all on the right yes. side of the wall. We're, mm-hmm. we're the inclusive <laughs> bricks. Yeah, they can, bricks and they can be any color bricks. They can be any shape. Okay, yeah. this is, everybody, every brick is welcome. Like gender neutral bricks. <laughs> and if you don't like want to be a brick, you can be whatever you want. You're still invited. You can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> So yeah, um, I could go on about this all day, but that's just very um, validating to hear that from you as well. Like, because I sometimes feel, I, I do have uh, mom friends or mom people that uh, do think the same way as me, but it, it it is validating to hear that from you because it's it's a lot. It's a burden. It's a heavy weight to to take on to, you know, just, you just want to protect your babies, you know? Yeah. Um, we want better but you, for them, right? Yeah, yeah. The exactly. same way that our mothers wanted for us and our, you know, grandparents wanted for us. We always want better for the next generation. Yep. So here's hoping for the next generation. You guys, you got this. Um, you yeah. did touch on um, showing your daughter that uh, you had a, you're capable of using a miter saw. Okay. I want to I want to talk about that because uh, mm. it is uncommon, oh, stereotypically uncommon, to see uh, women 
uh, wielding such high speed power tools. Okay. Or at least that's what culture Ooh, society yeah. says. Okay. Um, I, I myself have been known to use a couple power tools in my day, but not like you can, cause you're an mm. absolute expert. So that being said, um, yeah. obviously, obviously what you're doing, uh, professionally, um, the reality is it is more of a, uh, uh, a male dominated field would you feel I don't mean the craftswoman like the maker maker side I just mean like from a um arrogant man male man's perspective um a woman using power tools I think is more like whoa oh okay like I didn't know yeah. you are you sure you need some help little lady um so do you yeah uh, do you run into things like that like do you experience sexism think- like that or even like you said the subtle drops like yeah, get a lot of that. The subtle drops for sure. I I don't because I'm I'm typically solo in my workshop. So I think that I'd say like a female carpenter that was in the trenches every day really would yeah. experience that yeah. a lot more often than I would because I'm I'm quite oh. isolated. Um yeah, but you know like at the hardware store for example, like I have been asked when I've asked um for a certain material I've been asked oh it's for a craft you know like an assumption or I have been asked where my husband is or I have been asked even in the lineup like what what are you doing with all those guy things which actually ended leading to like a, a great conversation between me and this like um elderly gentleman and we had a great conversation about it but it's like we were saying these like um casual drops can make you feel like you don't belong there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't experience it too much. Um, online misogyny can be loud. I have been in situations where um, I've gotten terribly degraded online for just wearing Carhartts. Like there's an odd thing. I don't know if you've found this, but like with women and Carhartts online, it's very like triggering for um, like for men, for men's egos. I haven't, yes, I, yes. I, I like, do, I do actually, frequent the internet with Carhartt, but I haven't gotten that yet. Oh. You know, well, this was, um, this was actually last year around this time, there was like, um, a game going around where men would like throw cameras in women's faces that were wearing Carhartts and catch them doing quote unquote non-Carhartt things. And it was like a TikTok trend. Like there, it's, and it's, you know what, it's, Ick. it's not, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's unfortunate because men like that, they just add to the dumpster fire. Then that's why it's yes. so important for like they do. perhaps enlightened men like Andy or Steve to support their women in whatever whatever we want to do. So yeah, uh, yeah, it does. It's in me. It's planted within me because it's not necessarily in my shop. It's But it's a part of my life because it's a part of our experience, which is you know, loud from Roe versus Wade last year and all of the politics and abortion rights and um, even like mat leave or the size of our clothing. Like it, it's integrates into a lot of different parts of our lives. So for me, it's not as loud as you would think because I'm pretty solo over here. Yeah, no, that's great. That's definitely a bonus. Cause yeah, like women in trades, for example. uh, Yeah, no, I can't. I can't imagine because, you know, for every good man, yeah. there are still men out there that are are not um, following this, this path of, you know, respecting women, <laughs> unfortunately. So I do think <laughs> yeah. it's, I do think, I, I think the more we speak up about it, um, 
it helps normalize it. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. And I was going to anyway, and I'm not saying sorry for it. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah, yeah. So keep using your miter saw because you're a badass bitch. And now a word from our sponsors. Fresh Flower Farm is a small woman-owned and operated flower farm in Tullaby Lake, Alberta. Madeline sells seeds and bulbs to have your very own beautiful cut flower garden shipping Canada-wide. Throughout the year, she also offers flower crown classes, you pick evenings, holiday wreath workshops, and floral design for small events. If you love pink flowers, you're in the right place. Head to www.freshflowerfarm.com to shop now. That's F-R-A-I-C-H-E, fresh. Cultivate breathtaking memories with Fresh Flower Farm. I think it's time. Um, I did allude to this, but I, I would like to discuss our um, our friendship origin story. I did this on the last episode, and I might make it my thing. Mm, I would um, love that. Because it's just like a little context. So like, like how? How do you know each other? Like, what's going on? Like, you're in Prince George. You're in Ontario. Like, what? Okay, guys. Here's the tea. Mm, I met Danny oh, at... Okay, side note. Side oh, note. Side. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a sidebar here because okay, you are sidebar. in Ontario, and I am in BC, sidebar it felt like fate when we met each other like when you meet a sister the one it's almost like on the same level yeah yeah it's like it's it's like when you meet your soulmate but like without the romance part without the Mm -hmm. without the banging part but there's Mm -hmm, like something that like sparks like there's just like an organic spark there and it felt like fate that we met and then it was such like cosmic injustice when I found out you were from Ontario (laughs) I was like what why? I know. Why yeah. would Why would the uni do this to me? It okay, was painful. You go. You go. Uh, so we met at uh, Danny and I both went to the Jillian Harris had a retreat uh, called Academy at the Farm. She has these. If you're not familiar uh, with Jillian Harris, get out. Uh, first of all, um, just kidding. Um, but she does her business courses called the the Jillian Academy. So um, she did her first ever like in person retreat. And Danny and I got tickets somehow, We, you know, and we, we, um, it was after the, f- the first night, the first event and, you know, we're having like wine that just the group of all these women in this room. And I just found myself compelled to wander outside to take a photo of the beautiful sun setting over. I don't know what Lake, Lake Okanagan. Would I be right? I have no idea. Um, yes. a beautiful Lake, Lake Okanagan. Um, and I was like Out trying to get Okanagan, a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like fucking trying to, trying to get my picture of, um, the sun setting. And then, um, Danny's on like the yeah. other side and she's doing the same thing. And we're just like in both of our, each other's shots. And we were like, ah, that was our meet cute. That was the, that was our yeah. meet cute is we were like in each other's I sunset think, like, the first shots. thing I said to you the first thing I said to you, I think, was don't bother. It's not going to do it any justice. And so we just, like, stare, we stared at the sunset together. Together. That really solidified it all. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I guess the rest is history, as they say. And uh, actually, what was it? I think, yeah, you were like, oh, I think I follow you. I, I feel like I showed up on your Instagram feed when you, as soon as you opened your phone. And I was like, that's me um and I followed her back apparently the week before and yeah so you know we we met before we met I almost didn't attend that evening of the Jillian Harris event too and if I didn't that would have gone very sideways for us but um it would have because the next day was chaos yeah yeah and you know what it was so funny too Laurel because that that 
night, we really connected. Like we, we both discussed how we had a fear that we felt like we were not going to belong there. And Mm -hmm. the next morning, actually, I even remember on the bus, just to fast forward a little bit, I was at the back of the bus. The bus was going to take us to Jillian Harris's home and no one was beside me. Like I wasn't really, um, engaging with anyone. I was nervous and I knew I really needed to ground myself before this really big day and the bus was full I think the seat beside me at the back of the bus was maybe potentially the last seat it was and then you came on the bus it was okay so you came on the bus and I looked up and I remember like looking into your eyes and both of us were like no fucking way like have a seat and then sidebar um I like those apparently I love sidebars the theme of my guest is <laughs> it's perfect. Um, Love it. Margin notes. Yeah. I, <laughs> because I needed to recenter myself. Um, I remember feeling like you really held space for me to do that because there was, I remember seeing other videos of the buses and they were like singing songs and they were loud and they were, you know, getting really jacked up to go to like, Julian Harris's house. Like, fired the fuck our up. Lives and yeah. Our careers. Yeah. Yes. And I needed to ground. I was kind of like anxious. And I remember when you sat beside me, I felt no need to engage with you or entertain you. There was a comfort level that you had, you know, unintentionally provided me with. And I remember just sitting beside you feeling very grateful that you were unintentionally holding space for me to just not talk. Because, you know, sometimes you just need to talk to fill space. And I yeah. will forever be very, very grateful for that moment. But like backtracking to the night. Yeah. Backtracking to the night before, it was like um, probably an hour before we were going to the hotel, which was the first part of the Jillian Harris event. We were going to do yoga and I had read, you know, all the emails and messages for preparation a dozen times. And then like an hour before I was supposed to go, I went through the email again, just to like double check everything. I was ready to go. I was dressed. My hair was done. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit in this quiet hotel room by myself. You know, you're doing this road trip by yourself. And I look at the email and it said something along the lines of like, if you can wear yoga attire. (laughs) And I was not in yoga attire, which I had read. (laughs) Like 12 Uh, times before, I had bought like a really cute Smash and Tess outfit. And it was like not one of the like um, comfy rompers. It was like the Birds Papaya collaboration. So it was more, you know, a more badassy. And so I um, read it and I was like, fuck, I'm not going. I can't go. I'm not in the right clothes. Like, what am I doing? I'm going to look like an idiot. And I just really started like negotiating myself out of going. Yeah. I'm like, the kids aren't here. I've got this hotel room. Like, I'll go tomorrow. I don't need to be there tonight. And then it was only maybe like 10 minutes before we had to be there that I just had a bit of an epiphany that I was taking up this space and there was so many other women that would have killed to be in like literally killed probably yeah literally would have like killed me with their very aesthetically pleasing shank knife to be at this Jillian Harris event Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. 
So I was like, you know what, let's just do one foot in front of the other. And I went and <laughs> it, I remember during that whole yoga session, like I basically just had camel toe the whole time because <laughs> not built for yoga no but, no it's not but like, oh, it's just, and shit. Being, like yeah. just a part of our, our our meeting like it was wonderful and the camel toe was yes it brought yeah, us together she was present like <laughs> <laughs> we needed to be photoshopped out of some stuff but like I looked really cute from the waist up you did and you did um, look cute thank you actually that night because you and I shut it down um, there was only like a small handful of us there. We did. You were so funny, Laurel. Like I was just like, Hey, I need to like watch how much I'm drinking. You came over and you were just like glass number four ladies. And the, remember the bartender was like, just take the rest of it. And just literally, like, you just fucking cup. emptied the bottle. Fuck, man. Regrets. Yes. And then <laughs> no, no, that was like something I loved about you was you were totally <sighs> You seem, I don't know what was going on in your head, but you seem so, un, like, so authentic and unapologetic. Like, it was, it's very oh, magnetic. Thank you. Like, you have a very magnetic energy that I knew I belonged there with you. A lot of people thought we went together, actually. I got that Yeah, actually. Well, I feel like but we anyways, had matching yeah, energies like that. But yes, I take that as a compliment. Well, at the very end of the night, right before we left, I feel like this, um, like gentle graze on my shoulder and I look back and it was Ashley Freeborn, the creator and owner of Smash and Tess. And she was like, I love your outfit. And I was like, oh, yes. Like, I'm so happy I wore this outfit. I'm so happy I stayed late. And we ended up having that like great moment with Ashley Freeborn and Nat from Poppy and Peonies. And yes, yeah, it Um, it really set the tone for the rest of our time. Yeah, you would have. And it's something that I'm so glad you did for so many selfish reasons. Of course, I am glad that you did end up going that night. Um, But I think it was like that energy, like I felt the same way going into I I did not want to go because of my anxiety like I did not want to go I didn't know anybody and I I did not want to go oh like I just oh my god like because I had seen so many people being like yeah I'm going with so and so like I just in my head thought everyone's coming with someone I'm the only one by myself Mm -hmm. like I don't know anyone this is such a such a so out of my comfort zone so I think we I don't know somehow inadvertently picked up on each other's and we're like we can do this together. It's fine. It's great. And then, yeah, it was honestly I'm so fine. Fun. I thought that I was going to be such a fish out of water because I was coming from Prince George and because I'm a girl that always wore car hearts. And I was, to be honest, Laurel, like I really had to check myself on that second day because I realized that I went in there with judgments of some of those other women. Like the women that were going to show up to a Jillian Harris event were going to look a certain way and be a certain way. And they weren't, that was on me. Like those were my judgments and it, you know, it is also a sign like what we were saying earlier, kind of what's planted within us also as women, there's like this, there's something that we've been taught that we need to compete. And yes, yes. And I I thought that all of these women were going to be competitive and they were going to judge me because I don't wear white. (laughs) just like ridiculous things and and it wasn't that way at all everyone there was like so encouraging and so supportive of each other and even though we were all so different there was you know we weren't necessarily woven from the same cloth there was a very connective thread between all hundred of us 
that we were all there because we were all dancing to the beat of our own drum. Yes. No, a hundred percent. And I have to say, I felt the same. I had the same reservations and, you know, um, the judgment thing. And I think that comes from, it co- It stems from a place of insecurity of feeling like we don't belong. So your, your brain instantly is like, ah, you're a threat. Ah, like, of course you are. Cause you're gorgeous and you have probably a million more followers than me. And like, why am I here? I don't belong here. But you're right. There was that commonality of like, it didn't matter it was everyone. It was, it was wild how everyone, and I will still talk about it to this day about everyone there was so like, so inspired, so ambitious. Everyone was just trying to do something. And it was like, that was so cool. It was so cool. And, and like Ashley Freeborn, like she is a boss ass bitch and so down to earth. Um, yeah. And Natalie from Poppy and Peenies, it was just really cool to see them as, um, like normal human beings when they were just with us that night as well, the the night before and just to be like, Oh, like we are the same. Like we, I can, I can do what you're doing too. Like, no, I can't, but like, like, I can be a yeah. powerful, <laughs> Stay in your lane. I can, yeah, I'll stay in my own lane. Um, but like I can accomplish shit too. And I guess it's, it's attainable. Like, and it was just really cool to see how down to earth they were. Um, it was so, really yeah. transformative. Yes, it was. Like, I, I actually feel like it wasn't until, um, days or even weeks after that I had marinated in the experience that I realized I was operating differently. Like it wasn't yeah. intentional. I just found that I was like, holding, um, you know, my back was straighter. I had a stronger backbone, but my, my heart was soft. My chest was open. I felt like I was just operating from a stronger standpoint, a more a standpoint from a place of community, a place of yeah. strength, a place of competence. Like I just found all this, all of a sudden I was, I felt more capable. Yeah. It was powerful. I, I, I felt that too. Now I, I don't, I'm not going to say my answer yet, but I want to ask you, like, was there a specific moment of the, um, like I'm talking about the actual, the day of the retreat, like, was there a workshop Mm -hmm. or a speaker or a moment that stuck with you after the fact the most, like when you were marinating, is there something that you feel was like the most triggering for you in a good way? This wasn't actually the day of the retreat, but what I did love was Jamie Woods. And I actually remember her saying that she's not on social media but she studies the human brain and she gave us a lecture on how our brains operate. And I found that fascinating and totally Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Loved her. Um, And I'm trying to think about what like specifically stood out, you know, in my head, I'm automatically actually thinking of like small moments, not um, but the, the small moments, moments but, can always yeah, be um, the most impactful. I'll, I'll help you. Cause I want, I'm going to say mine and maybe that happened to you too. But, um, so, uh, it was when we did a workshop with, uh, Taryn Harrod and Angela Osborne of the Italia collective. Uh, so Atelier for collective, anyone huge. yeah, that was sick. Like that. I yes. was so into that workshop yes. and what really, yes, and me too. it actually, I don't even know if it, it wasn't even a positive thing for me at the time, the impact when they did, it was the blue sky thinking that like fucked me up. Blue like, sky. It, the blue sky thinking. Yeah. Because, okay. So blue sky thinking, oh, I wish I had the definition of me. me. That would have been like professional to have that, but blue sky thinking essentially in, in their words, this is what Angela and Taryn, um, have coined and they do in their, in their, um, 
speaking events and things and their shows. Um, it's basically the blue sky. Like, so where would you want to go with your life or your business? Like what goals do you have if there was nothing holding you back, like just into the sky and that fucking, oh man, that like resonated with me so deep that I, I, I was like going to quit. Like I was like, what the fuck? Where am, who am I? So everyone's writing down, Oh, take a moment to write down. Like, you know, where do you want to be? Like whatever. And I had this whole, Oh my God, I don't even know how to explain it, but I was just like blank. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I don't fucking know because I feel like, and I'm sure I wasn't alone. Like I did not get to meet everyone there. There were so many women. Like one regret I kind of have is mm -hmm. that I didn't talk to more people, but I don't regret it because in the moment, like I could only emotionally, like I could only hold space for so many things at, in that day. So like I had a yeah. you and then there was the, a couple other, other women that I kind of clicked with that were in my, in my area that I was like, okay, like, yeah. I cannot, I cannot, like, I, I don't want to, that sounds including weird. Including like, peaches. Like you spent including, oh, quite a bit of time yeah. with the dogs. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was the most starstruck with um, Nacho. Loved you. Like Jillian, amazing to meet you. But yeah. Nacho, that was different. Bye. Um, that was different. Um, sidebar. Um, but with the blue sky thinking, like everyone in my head, this may come back to just assumptions, but I'm like, everyone here has something that they do or like a product. Like, okay, so you're blue sky thinking, oh, I want to get my soap bar. I want to get it in fucking Hudson's Bay. I don't know, whatever. So it's like all these things I'm imagining other people are writing yeah. down and I'm doubting myself because I'm like, I don't have a fucking product. Like, am I done? Do I quit? Like, is this it for me? Like, I, oh, I don't have a fucking product. So I'm like, what's my blue sky? So it really, I, I think things I fucking wrote down were like, I don't know, like an event space. Like I was thinking, oh, okay, maybe like blue sky. If I win $7 billion, I'll like build a brand new barn and turn it into this really fucking cool wedding venue. And like, you know, it, it'll be a cool agritourism destination. But I'm like, that's so unrealistic. But that is the point of blue sky thinking is to just, you know, and then I'm like, that's maybe the Right. And so then I, it, that went into like, oh, well then I, maybe that's not as realistic. So what's more attainable, but still blue sky. I'm like, okay, well maybe, uh, maybe I want to host my own like retreat like this. Like, this is cool. Like I love the fact of bringing all these like-minded women together. And like, I want to make this more accessible for, you know, like getting a ticket to this fucking thing was like shitting out a, a fucking horseshoe or whatever. I had a horseshoe. Yeah, I it's like, I really want literally, yes. like literally to this day, yeah. I don't know how I got one. Um, so, so for me to go was like absolutely wildly normally unreasonable would never happen, but it did. So, um, I wanted, I was thinking maybe I'll try and like bring this home and do something for, to just try to like emulate this feeling that I have of inspiration and like community. Like maybe I want to try to do that, but then I'm like, ah, like, I don't really want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. So it, I sat on it and it like was really tearing me apart because I really wanted to just quit. I'm like, I think I have to quit. <laughs> quit what? I don't know. But I was like, I'm, I, I think this is it. Like, I think I've, hit <laughs> yeah. I've peaked. Like I have nothing left to give. But then, um, so I actually, uh, if you recall, I had to bounce like right at the end. Like I had to grab a cab. Yes. Everyone took the bus home. I had to take a cab because I had a flight out literally in like three hours after the retreat ended. Cause I double booked myself that weekend. So it was a lot, but it was fun. Um, so anyway, so I'm at the airport that night and I'm just marinating on the plane and I took a red eye home cause I'm a psycho. And then, um, I, I get, I get into the Toronto airport and I'm, I'm in my car driving home and I have this like. I'm calling Andy because I need to, my husband Andy, because I need to like get out the words. I'm like, I feel like I'm fucking done. Like, 
like I, I, whatever. He's like, what are you talking about? Like you just opened the farm store. I'm like, yeah, but that in my head, that was a goal and I fucking achieved it. So no, I'm not, I'm not done with the store. I'm not closing the store, but that box has been checked. And now like I have like, what's next? Like I have nothing left. And then I had the, uh, this epiphany, like it literally was like in a movie where I was like, whoa, an aha moment. Um, and I was like, I feel like I need to start a podcast. <laughs> so it was, <gasps> it was literally, yeah. So it was literally the blue sky thinking. Cause that was like me bringing back. Okay. Oh, like wow. I want to connect these women with this feeling, but I don't really want to have the space. Like I don't want to host an event, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, maybe this is the, the, the itch I need to scratch. This is it. And then I know, you know, I got talking about it and speaking of people who support you and uplift you. Talk to my dad, talk to Andy. And they both were like, uh, having a hard time finding uh, a flaw with that idea. Like that sounds awesome. Like you absolutely should. And then my girlfriends were like, yes, do it. So that is, um, what came for me. And also I forgot to include this tidbit is at the same time, I think it was jam gambles voice in my fucking head. Yeah. Screaming at me to use my own voice. Yes. Use your voice. Use your damn voice. And I was like, well, bitch, I'm going, I'm going to use my voice. So, um, just a whole hell of a lot of inspiration and things from that day. It affected me. It really did. It it, It did. Wow. And it gave me the confidence right now. That's really like, that's a beautiful journey that got you here. it was a journey because I would never have in a million years, I think before attending like a podcast, I'd be like, I can't, what you no, no one wants to listen to me, blah, blah, blah. But going there gave me the energy and buzz yeah. and confidence to be like, fuck it. <laughs> if you don't want to well, listen to me, don't listen was, to me. But, yeah. There was, um, a certain energy in the air there that nobody said you couldn't do there was nothing. There was nothing that we couldn't do that day. No matter yeah. what we heard from each other, we were like, get it, girl. Like, I remember yeah. that blue sky. Um, I So remember we had to turn to each other and tell each other what the blue sky was. And I was like, oh, fuck, no. This is embarrassing and horrifying. This is terrible. And I remember I turned to um, Ashley, an interior designer, was beside yes. us. And I remember yes. I turned to her and I told her what my blue sky was. And she goes, that sounds awesome and I was like okay like okay we are supportive of this ridiculous idea and then furthermore Jam she was up front and she just called someone out in the audience and goes what's your blue sky and this girl no hesitation she goes I want to buy uh make enough money to buy a house in Hawaii where I can run my business from and everyone was just like yeah you do fuck yeah yeah, you yeah. are. Aloha, bitch. And yeah. then this other girl yeah. went to go, went to say something and Jam goes, be louder, be louder. I can't hear you. Get louder. And she's like, I can't use this microphone. And Jam like kind of forced her to use the microphone. She was like, get <laughs> yeah, it, get it in your face. <laughs> this girl says it. And it was, and you know, it was, that's what I mean with like those little moments. Like that girl using the microphone when at first she didn't feel comfortable using the microphone, that made an impact on me. This is honestly, Laurel, kind of how I operate in like my day to day. I notice these like moments in between the big moments. I notice. That's important. <laughs> or like when we, oh no, you were actually, you, um, you ditched me for like 20 minutes. Mm. You went to go make mm. a flower bouquet while I made like a oh. meal. And oh, I asked like a group of girls, yeah. can you guys run through this flower field with me? 
yeah, we can. Like there was just every, everything was possible. We were all yes women that day. So it, it was transformative in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. When I got home, whoever was like, oh, how was it? I was like, I, um, I'm going to run for fucking president of the United States. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not American, but like, I'm definitely going to run for president. Which is even more impressive, right? Like, that's how fucking yeah. powerful I'm feeling. Like, I am Canadian and I know absolutely nothing about politics, but I'm going to fucking run for president. Like, that's that. how, that's how I was it. feeling. So it was an incredible experience. It was also very luxurious and like all the details were perfect. And like Jillian was super cushy. So like she was even more real in person. Obviously she was more real. You know what I mean? Like she I've was just very too, normal. Though. I found that yeah. she, yes, I found that she was actually um, like, she is really transparent um, online and how she shows up for her community online. But I found her in real life. A dirty as fuck. Like she tells dirty as fuck. She has a potty mouth. Potty yeah. mouth. Yeah, and like her mother in law sitting behind me. She made so many yeah, sex she's jokes. Like, she's like, "Sorry, mom." <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, we we had sex then, in every room in that house. I'm like, "Oh my god, she's right behind me." <laughs> totally. Oh my gosh. Yes, and she was also real in the sense that, like, of course, she had her social mask on, as we all do when we're in any social situation Mm -hmm. but she was also very like ah fuck this isn't working like I'm not she she didn't have a uh, a fake smile plastered on her face throughout this event she was remember the um the archway where were you taking photos it wasn't in a good spot she was like fuck like we gotta fix this you guys like she wasn't she wasn't um what's that term like being a poly poly uh, uh pollyanna being a she, she's not a pollyanna i don't know. i don't know that term know. that must be like a pg thing okay <laughs> um <laughs> i'm just realizing that you have straw you have fruit in your mimosa i actually did not notice that yes i do that's so bougie and i'm here for it like are we um i almost feel the same um emotion as when we were drinking uh, a rose in the Cosmo flower beds, cl- flower yes, fields. Yes, we that did was that. a moment. It was an awesome, yeah. Overall, fucking positive, expensive yep. experience for me because yep. you know it was expensive, but uh, worth it. Worth it for sure. Now I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I'd go again. And like, if she does it next year, I don't think I'll try to get tickets because I feel like I don't. I don't want to duplicate it. Like I. I don't know. I'm just happy with what it was. And I yeah. just like give someone else a chance. Like I'm good. Like I'm feeling very, like I got what I wanted from it and it would be great to go again. Right. But like, I'm, I'm good. I think that was like, I just want to leave it. I don't want to wreck that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. fuck with that because I got like a real good energy from that and I don't need more. It's okay. I'm going to work with what I have and give someone else a chance to go. Like, are you going to try to see if you can get tickets again? You won fucking tickets, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I won tickets. So I was going to say, I think it would have been nice if it was um, two and a half days instead of one and a half, because I do feel like it, it did take us a day to settle because everyone uh, yeah. was anxious. Everyone was nervous. And I'm sure a lot of people have stories like you and I do, where they just mm-hmm. like found their um, their counterpart and yeah. stuck together. We and, had like a mere 24 hours together. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, if, if we had stayed another day, then we perhaps would have like also ventured more together. Um, yeah. And, you know, met more women and been more comfortable. That being said, mm-hmm. it would have like the tickets were really expensive. And I think if it were two and a half days, it, it could be 
honestly unattainable for so many yeah. people because the ticket yeah. prices the way they were felt unattainable um to a lot of people right but oh yeah also I I don't think I would go again because like you said I think I would leave that space for someone else like it it mm-hmm. would feel a little bit greedy to to go twice yeah so, and I feel but, like you're never gonna top that first it's never gonna be that good it well yeah. the not in a bad way. Like they're going to keep pulling at the stops, but like that was the most authentic inaugural first one that we got to be a part of. And I yes. actually feel like super grateful that we were a part of that. Like that's so cool. So I feel so <clears throat> grateful, Laurel, totally. Like there, and there still is a super supportive community like on our social media where we are all madly supporting each other in everything we do with the women we connected and that we now follow online. Yes. So yes, yes I will forever be for grateful for that. I will forever be grateful for that day. I got that email that said, <laughs> you are coming to Academy at the farm. Yeah. I was like, and I was, I was like filming, I was filming another reel. So I actually like caught the moment where I won those tickets and. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, um, such a trip. And then I also ended up winning like another contest that pertained to that event where I got to have like a zoom call with Jillian Harris. Yeah. I remember, I remember you beat me. Um, I fucking remember it. I wrote it in my diary. Okay. (laughs) I do remember. So basically it was the contest. We talked about, um, doing reels, whatever. Um, so this bitch, Danny, Mm. um, and if you know Danny, if you follow her, she's like, I knew this was going to happen. And honestly, I'm glad if anybody, it was you. Cause like, she's the queen of reels and she drops this fucking epic, like Steven Spielberg level shit, stop motion, (laughs) fucking real of the swag bag and I just looked at that and I was like I fucking quit I'm like you know what fuck this but I was like you know what if she doesn't win if she doesn't win I'm gonna be even more fucking pissed you know what I did not think I was gonna win because I have already won the ticket so I was like there's no way that I'm gonna win so I was like Mm -hmm. if I have any chance I need to do something different and you did and it fucking worked (laughs) yeah it fucking worked okay but it's funny yeah you made it like a bandit with um the tickets the real like but you deserve it in every way but I think it's like it was the cosmic pull though goes so far back as to like when these tickets when the announcement of the academy even came out I was like I feel compelled to try to get tickets like I wasn't even really, oh, I'm going to out myself. I wasn't even really on the Jillian Harris train that hard at the time. Before I had kids, actually, I think yeah. I was pregnant around the same time she was pregnant with Leo. I don't remember. Yeah, One of them. So I remember sense. really connecting, like really relating to her because she was posting things that like made sense with my life at the time and I, whatever. And then I had babies and I was so consumed. And then I had a hard time consuming um, social media that was like things that, uh, were unrealistic for me at the time. So I was like, I can't like, you know, like the perfect clean kitchen and the recipes. I was like, I can't handle this. So I had to take, I had to take a beat. Okay. Um, so I was just in the last, cause my youngest is two and a half. So I've only just recently sort of gotten out of my, my postpartum fog, if you will, and started to do things for me and blah, blah, blah. So, um, so then I started like, you know, when you start to discover yourself again, like welcome her back in and like this new, a new way, like not the old you, but like this new you. Yeah, Yeah, totally. So, so, uh, then that was kind of the same time that I was more capable mentally for consuming stuff on social media of Jillian Harris. So curated. Yeah. Yeah. So I was more like, okay, cool. Like I can think about this now. Cause before I was just like survival, keep my kids alive. Uh, 
try to sleep, but I can't. So, you know, once those things came back, I was, it was more relatable. So I was just on the up and up back to getting into Jillian Harris and I'm seeing this retreat and I was like, fuck, I feel like I need to go to that. And so there was that cosmic pull that I was like, I am going to try. I'm just, I'm compelled to try to get tickets. And I got one. So not to brag, you know, um, but we are like, it literally led us to this moment, which is amazing. It truly Cheers. Honestly, Torbier cheers. So cool. Um, so I just want to, before we end this, I do want to take a minute for our Chorbier chat line. Today's Chorbier chat line segment is brought to you by Shale Ridge Estate Winery and Cidery is located down a rambling country road in Thedford, Ontario. Farm to glass is how they define themselves. All of their wines and ciders are handcrafted on their property using fresh produce either grown by them or sourced from local farms. Join them for a tasting, try out their distinctive swing tables, and enjoy the gorgeous views. Open Thursday to Sunday from 12 to 5 p.m. Visit their website at shaleridgeestatewinery.com to book your reservation and find them on Instagram and Facebook. Their team looks forward to saying, welcome to Shale Ridge. I have a question from a Catalina. Um, this is oh, for you specifically. Name. I want to know, or no, sorry. Catalina wants to know. I would also like to know though, uh, what motivates you to do your, your art and how do you manage all the daily chores, kids, work, life, relationships, etc. cetera? It's well, a, it's a good how one. I manage it is I make lists every morning. Like yes. I am a hard yeah. itinerary girl. It's so funny because so many people think that I'm such a free spirit and I'm not really like in the sense that I Mm. prefer structure. I need routine. I need schedules. That's how I thrived. And that is why I'm the queen of organized chaos. I will schedule in the chaos. It's important to schedule in the crown. Um, Queen. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And um, in terms of motivation to do art as often as I do, I find that I can search for and I've become quite good at finding inspiration in most things like this podcast I will probably go into my shop later and create a mosaic or a mountain piece from what I felt from this podcast like I don't need I don't need a tragedy I don't need to like head up to the mountains and have a beautiful sunset although both of those things are wonderful they don't happen all the time and they can't happen all the time it comes back full circle to the small moments you talk about it's the small moments that can be the most impactful and that seems like your vibe is it doesn't have to be the biggest most powerful moment that transforms you right so that's just your thing and that's a fucking beautiful characteristic to have we're having a moment we should get a tattoo that that's That's wonderful. So this little moment, well, you know what? This feels like a big moment to me because I do really um, appreciate you hanging with me. But you know what? I did know, I knew you were going to say yes because like we just have that thing. Like we had 20, I don't know, 24 hours. No, not even continuous, okay? It was like two hours one night, like five the next, whatever. So very minimal. But like when you know, you know. And we just need to make a a trip or something it's got to happen because um the world imagine us imagine us being in the same room for like longer than a day oh fuck we would fuck shit right up buckle up baby i have one more uh let's take it so this one is uh from nick what was something you achieved in 2022 and what is a big goal for 23 i mean we did talk a lot about your accomplishments but like maybe the one that now getting back into the big moments. Okay. One of my biggest moments of 2022 was that Cruz is now like he got dressed on his own to go outside for the winter. 
And I remember the day specifically. I was like, oh my gosh, the kid just got his own snowsuit on. I'm just saying, sometimes it's not getting your art in Lululemon or going to meet no. Jillian Harris. Sometimes yeah. it's oh, seeing fuck. your fucking kid put their own snowsuit on and you're just like, I think my life just changed. That was um, literally just the first thing that came to mind when you said that. And do you know what? I'm going to echo that because of all like the professional and fun, whatever things I've done. Do you know what? That hits. That makes me think of the fact that my daughter started shitting in a toilet this year. Okay. Oh my God. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And we should be proud of those moments. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what Nick was looking for, but that's what they're going to get. Now, that's what you're getting. For, for 2023, what's, what's happening? What's on the horizon? What do we got? Um, what do you well, like? Yeah, I've actually, like, I think that North Soul is going to continue on the trajectory it is, but I think I'll also be adding quite a few other elements because I, I am a yes woman. Like, Yes Man uh, with Jim Carrey is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, that inspires oh, me all the time. I love Jim Carrey. Yep. Yes, me yes. too. <laughs> and, and so I feel like, um, you know, like even just doing this podcast, starting the year out this way, I've got like a really fun window painting project that I'm doing next month. Um, oh. I've actually got a really fun partnership coming up with Poppy and Peonies. Stay tuned. <gasps> and, oh, yeah, and, shit. Yeah. So I feel like 2023 is going to be a year of natural growth. Um, actually, I'm going to leave you with this thought. This is a great thought to be left with. Okay. During I'm, that I'm Zoom ready. Call, okay. During that Zoom call that I had with Jillian Harris, we were able to talk for like 45 minutes. Wow. And I had I was it was right before the market I did in November so I had created about 50 art pieces in about 30 days I was exhausted but our mindset I know you have a problem sitting still like I do Mm -hmm. even when we know we need to it's really difficult to not feel productive quote unquote Mm -hmm. yeah it's a problem and um it's it's a problem (laughs) so I was exhausted And I'm talking to her and I'm showing her my art pieces and I'm like, what do I do next? Like, I need to, like, where do I grow from here? And she goes, she leans into the camera and she goes, you did good. You've done enough. You've done enough. And I was like, what? And she goes, you know, we always think that we constantly need to grow. We constantly need to like set these big goals all the time. She was like, you've done enough. Like you're doing it, just breathe, let things come organically right now. You don't need to push growth. You don't need to push it. And I was like, what? Like, it it seemed like such a foreign concept to me. And um, it it did kind of like shape shift my, my thinking. So that's really kind of what I've been doing lately is although I like love pursuing goals in 2023, I would also like to, um, enjoy where I'm at mm. and flow, be, be a little bit more fluid in what's coming to me. I'm still going to be loud about it. I'm still going to be vulnerable about it, but I'm also going to see what naturally comes and then fucking crush it when it does. When preparation and fucking crush it. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to marinate in that one for a bit. Cause yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's some good shit. <laughs> Jillian, mother, fucking Jilly does it again. Yeah. Another another quote from the event um, was her saying, "Just fucking do it." And I'm like, "Yep, that's 
That's my new mantra. Just, just fucking, fucking do it. it. Just fucking do yeah. it. Like yeah. what? And okay, her but... success has fuck all to do with your success. Exactly. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's right. We're all on our own path, beating our own drum. There's space for all of us. And we have to just fight that, uh, that societal concept in our brains that we are against each other. I think that's that's a big deal, like you mentioned. So yes. we just got to keep supporting yeah. each other. And um, holy fuck, like I feel like again, I'm gonna run for president. Like, and you can be my vice president if you're into it. Um, so Woo, uh, yeah. So holy shit. Um, I mean, I gotta take that that quote for uh, right now because I'm like feeling buzzing from just talking to you, from like you know our cosmic attraction here. That I'm like, fuck. What's next? I'm what's feeling next? buzzing from the mimosas. Yeah. yeah, that too. That too. Um, but I have to take your new Julian Harris quote of, uh, like just chill, you know, just, yeah. so I, yeah. I don't need, I'm good. I'm just going to like You've enjoy and you be proud good. of what, what we're doing right here. So, yeah. um, well shit, I'm feeling good. Um, how are you feeling? So great. Thank you so, so much. Good. This was such, this was such a great conversation. You lift me up. It's, it's true. It's one of those if you find someone that hits those hit that certain area of you that like that space inside of you that I don't know, maybe we suppress because insecurity or imposter syndrome, but like, I just instinctively know, like you kind of echo how I feel and I feel safe with you. So, um, I feel like we need to normalize mm. that conversation a little more, but yeah, this I love was a, that. I love that. <laughs> this was a fucking treat. Um, I am going to link your social media handles and your website in the show notes. Yes. Come yeah. and hang out with me on Norsel Studios. I post a lot of art. Like you said, we've got lots of different, or I've got lots of stuff going on, right? Between the woodworking and the window painting, the calligraphy. And I post a lot of stuff too, just about like connecting with each other in terms of like mostly being a mom. <laughs> That's a big theme for me. So if you are also a mess, Come play. <laughs> Perfect. And that's another reason why we're friends. It yeah. has been lovely talking to you. And um, thank you so much for being here today. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you for seeing me. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Chormier Chats podcast. You can find more information related to this episode at the show notes on our website, eyesofartacres.com slash Chats. And don't forget to subscribe to the Chormier Chats podcast on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube.